You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 167 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Chokash, and this week we have such an incredible episode for you folks. I mean, I say that every week, but it truly is. It's always so fun uh, talking to these fabulous people and learning about their stories. But today, not only do we get that, but we really get an inside scoop because we focus on one particular show, and that's Sweeney Todd. Y'all, I have not talked enough about Sweeney Todd. Well, let me rephrase that. I've talked about it a lot on here. However, I haven't talked to anybody in the cast um since they've been in the cast like since since the run was going you know we had samantha polino on who's obviously in the show and i believe there's someone else but um or there's stage managers there was uh cody renard richard um but uh we haven't had anyone to like actually talk and talk about what life is like backstage and and the show and how crazy it's been the past couple weeks between opening and the tonys and the cast album that they're doing and all these different things so we dive into it today and it's kind it is kind of a different episode because we usually talk about a a career and kind of fit it all into an hour but today it was really nice to really just talk and focus on one particular show um and because of that we got the backstage scoop of what they're doing and what it's like to work with Annalie Ashford and Josh Groban I mean it's insane Jordan Fisher getting Matarazzo I mean literally she talks about it all and, and we have such a genuine conversation and our guest this week I didn't even say it yet is Maria Bilbao and she is currently playing Joanna in Sweeney Todd yes I feel you Joanna so good uh her performance is unbelievable guys she's making her broadway debut and literally arguably i would say the most exciting show on broadway right now and i I say that out of love to all of the other shows but between the star power what the show is the only sondheim musical on broadway right now you know there's just so much about it that is so exciting and appealing to audiences on Broadway right now. So shout out to Maria and coming on here and talking to us today. And I can't wait to share it all with you. But first, we got to talk about Broadway news. And we're going to start off by saying we have news ourselves of Take a Bow. Broadway Con is coming up very soon. It's the weekend of July 21st through the 23rd. And guess what? We are going back to Broadway Con. I am so freaking excited to return to Broadway Con and do another live episode. Uh, We're doing a live episode there with guests. Yes, guests, not just one person uh, is what it seems like. Uh, We we are currently finalizing the schedule, so we don't know. It's either going to be Saturday or Sunday. 
I'm hoping it's the Sunday slot just because Saturday is going to overlap with the matinees for Saturday. So it could be tricky if people have plans to go see a show that are visiting or whatever it may be. So I'm praying for it's a Sunday in the morning before the three o'clocks um, or the two o'clock, whatever the show's matinee you have uh, on Sunday. But very exciting stuff. Come hang out with us. And guess what? You can get uh, discounted tickets just because you're listening to this right now. And this literally is not paid. I literally reached out to BroadwayCon myself and was like, hey, is there any chance we could do like a, a, a promo code or whatever? So they're giving uh, like me and all of you listening to this 5% off if you use the code TAKEABOWPOD and uh, you can get your BroadwayCon ticket and hang out with us and really really cool guests that i'm having on i i mean i i do remember the last time i was this excited for um an episode um but honestly because we, we you know the month of june was just so much fun and and uh absolute thrill for me but honestly like I may be more excited just because I'm obsessed with our guest and uh, it's going to be live and in person and it's going to be in front of all of you, which is always way more fun than just like talking to myself. And I feel like I'm at like a therapy by myself um, or like journaling, Um, you know, so come join us. Take about pod. You can get those discounts. Um, Obviously it's not much, but like honestly anything helps. Right. So uh, I was thrilled that we were able to, to get that and hopefully you all will be able to take advantage of that and you all are able to to join us. So uh, with that being said, stay tuned for that. I'll be posting who our guest is very soon. I'll, I'm sure social media will find out before um, you all find out if you just listen to the podcast just because I do think it's going to be um, – I think it's going to be – solidified before next Thursday and I'm going to want to post it as soon as it's solidified so that we can um you know share up share it and and let you all plan accordingly. So um very exciting stuff. Take about pod for 5% off Broadway Con. Very exciting. I can't wait. Go check it out. Come join us. Come say hi. Um all right, now into the, like the real Broadway news. There's lots going on. Heartbreaking stuff out of Town. Literally, I was sad the entire day. It felt like it was a rainy day and I was just depressed. Um, but Eva Noblezada is departing Town on August 13th. And I am just, I'm shocked. I mean, I'm not shocked because she's so talented and I'm sure she has another project lined up or she's working on something that she is super excited about and can't, you know, the schedules just can't. You can't do both. I mean, it's just too tricky. Um, but I'm shocked in the sense that it's just Eva. You know, I always thought that Eva and Reeve were kind of a package deal in this show. And what whatever one did, the other was going to do. And so hearing that just Eva was going to be leaving, I was kind of shocked. But honestly, I'm glad because she gets to have that day to herself and she's kind of... Um, you know, celebrated, she gets her own little send off and it's not like a joint thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit more special that way. And I just can't believe it. You know, she's so freaking good in that show. That show was basically made and written for her. Um, and the shows will just not be the same. Uh, her replacement will be obviously amazing as always. If you're on Broadway, you're pretty talented, I will say. Um, but I mean, it's even Nobozada. She's just so good, and her voice I could listen to for days. So, uh, congratulations on an incredible run and happy trails, 
Eva Novozada on uh, in Hadestown. And I can't wait to see what's next because we know we don't have to wait too long. I would I would suspect. I mean, I don't want to start any rumors, but um, you know, I, I think we can all agree that we are suspect. Uh, I don't know, I suspect something a little bit. Anyways, moving on, I'll move on. Uh, a new highly anticipated revival of Cabaret that's currently going on in the West End with an insane cast, if I may add, is coming to Broadway this season in the spring of 2024. I'm so excited for this. I've actually never seen a production of Cabaret live, and I I'm so excited to that I'll get the chance to do that. Um, obviously not surprised because I feel like they revive this musical every five to ten years. Um, and the last one was Alan Cumming, I believe, which was about seven years ago, I think. Um, that's just a guesstimate. But um, I'm so excited for this. And everyone in the West End can't stop talking about it. Maud Apatow is killing it. Um, so I hope that they bring this cast over and we get to experience the the rave that's happening over in the West End. So very exciting stuff. Um, I will say, oh, another exciting news was Merrily We Roll Along extended their run three full months. This is incredible. And I also just want to say this as a reminder of like, how influential ticket sales are um, and just the supporting of the arts because Merrily We Roll Along has not played a show on Broadway. I mean, they aren't, they're not even rehearsals for their Broadway show yet, like for their Broadway run, but they are already doing so well and have gotten so much support in all levels um, that they were able to extend for three months. It's just it's incredible. It's insane. And it's so great to see. And that's, that's the power and the beauty of that live theater can have, you know, if, if we all, I, I know it's expensive and everything, but if we all just, you know, come together and support the arts, because y'all, it's just, it's so worth it. It's so good. Uh, we all need a little art in our life. Are you kidding? Um, but it, it's just great to see. It. And it's a constant reminder of like, you know, it's so sad that shows closed. Well, the reality of the show closing is that it just wasn't running. Like it wasn't making enough money and not enough people were coming to see the show and were supporting the show. Um, obviously there are diehards in every show. It seemed like diehard fans, but it's still not enough in, in a fiscal sense. So um, it's great to see that this show is already having the success it's having without even having a show on Broadway. We're not even rehearsing for Broadway yet. Um, it's just, it's so great to see and it's so exciting. And it's, and it is, um, you know, encouraging for, for the future and a good reminder. So uh, anyways, I'll move on from that. And then uh, I want to say congratulations to literally all of the Broadway folks nominated for an Emmy this year. The Emmy Award nominations came out yesterday wednesday july 12th um and there were so much there was so much broadway representation from schmigadoon um and then of course you had uh broadway actors from just this season alone pretty much uh that were all nominated for their 
for an individual award. You know, Analia Ashford was nominated, Arian Moyad was uh, nominated, Jessica Chastain, Martin Short, and so many more. It's just so great to see this representation, and it's so great to see the Broadway community, you know, thrive uh, on all of the different facets of our industry. And it's just, it's so exciting. And so I wanted to say congratulations. It's, it's, kind of mind-blowing to think how you know Annalie Ashford can can go play on a TV show and then come to Broadway the next day um as Mrs. Lovett you know and Sweeney Todd which is a wild role and Jessica Chastain in that and Arian for that matter but in especially Jessica Chastain in that just heart-wrenching and emotional performance that she gave in Doll's House it's just um it really isn't incredible and, and nobody does it the way that Broadway performers do it, you know, that they're able to just turn it on and off like that and go from place to place and character to character, person to person. It's just, it just shows you how special performers these, these folks are. And uh, so huge congratulations and so well deserved to be recognized for their, for their talent and their craft. So uh, congrats to all of you. Um, I want to also mention, just because this has been a very popular topic this week, um, I'm not going to comment too much on it, but I want to say Katerina McCrimmon is going to play Fanny Bryce in the national tour of Funny Girl. First of all, I want to congratulate her. It's amazing. Um, that role is literally a role of a lifetime. You know, everyone says it. It's an incredible role. It feature, it, I love that it's a um, a new name in our industry, you know, and not to take anything away, but like not a lot of people have heard of Katerina McCrimmon because she hasn't, you know, done many Broadway shows or anything like that. So uh, to see it in a lead role of such a big musical, you know, it's very rare and it's great to see the new blood and everything like that. It, more of that needs to happen. However, the Fanny Bryce is obviously a very um, Jewish centered story and uh, you know, the, neighborhood the community everything represented in funny girl is of the jewish community um katarina does not have a jewish background or anything like that so there has been some backlash on social media about it i just want to say to this the only thing i'll comment on this is please don't come after the performer the performer simply saw an audition came in and delivered a story powerful enough to get casted and um it was deserved you know like she worked hard on the character on the material on everything to to tell the story however it is our community and in the sense of casting i, I guess not ca oh, yeah casting directors directors producers all of those that should be doing the research that they are not in the sense of, you know, telling the stories and, and having this, these types of stories be told from an authentic place and not from asking friends of like, what is this like? Cause that's what us actors have to do. If we don't simply have those kind of experiences ourselves, we have to do our research and, um, understand and relate in in our own ways um so 
not doing that research from the producers is kind of and casting directors and everything is more of the backlash or or the things that you can comment about please don't bring katarina down because she saw a role she saw an opportunity to work she saw an opportunity to jumpstart her career because this is a role that can do that and she's taking it you know but it's it, it it's from the industry that was really uh, at fault here in the sense of, t- um, you know, sharing these stories that are not coming from an authentic place. I mean, we talk about the diversity and everything and being represented in the proper way. Um, and the Jewish community is no less than that. You know, like they are, all of the, the different communities should be represented and uh, should be, should be represented by those authentic stories and performers and uh, people who have gone through those struggles. Um, So that's all I will say about that. Again, huge congratulations to Katarina. Um, Obviously so well-deserved if you got cast and, and did the work and everything like that. So again, please don't, I've seen a lot of comments and uh, you know, it seems like they're targeting her and uh, you know, that's not necessarily necessary. Um, especially for someone that's trying to break into the the industry, um, I feel like it, that it's just simply not fair. But neither is um, you know like a Christian person telling a Jewish story, you know. So I totally understand it. Uh, but again, I feel that comes from a, a different place. So um, if you want to comment on it, do so, and uh, however you may want to. But I encourage you to do it. Uh, from a from a good place and to people that actually can control that um okay so with that being said (laughs) we're just gonna move on and we're gonna take it into uh our fabulous episode with maria bilbao so without further ado maria bilbao curtain up So this week's guest is one of Broadway's rising stars as she's currently giving breathtaking performances over at the LaFontaine Theater eight times a week as Joanna in Sweeney Todd on Broadway. Everyone, welcome to Take a Bow, Maria Belbao. Hi. Hi. Hello. Was that good? (laughs) Okay, great. Amazing. Oh my God. I, of course, I'm so excited to, to chat with you today. I haven't chatted about Sweeney Todd on this yet so i'm very excited to to do it with you today um yeah it's gonna be fun because i loved the show when i saw it so uh very excited for this one um the way i usually like to start these things is just starting at the beginning we'll get into sweeney todd but uh tell me more about you maria and why are we here like what inspired you to want to tell stories how did you get started what's your story Sure. Um, so I was born and raised in Miami, Florida. Um, and my mom and my grandma have always loved like musical theater. So once I came into the picture of their lives, I was, you know, when I was a little girl, I was a really expressive, dramatic, loved to sing everywhere that I went. Um, so my mom put me into a summer camp for the performing arts when I was like seven and I played a frog in Honk the Musical. And yes. I was like, this, this is it. I love this. I Life wanna, changing. Yeah, it totally changed <laughs> my life. Um, and I really don't remember a year without doing at least a show at like summer camp or a show at my school. Um, and 
I guess like I, I, I started thinking about it as a career when I was in high school. I started getting really serious about it, like started taking acting acting classes and like voice lessons. Um, started thinking about like colleges that I wanted to go to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then once the time for college came around, that was a really difficult time just because I, I didn't get accepted to any mm. of the schools that I was really like vying for. And that hurts as yeah. a high schooler who's like worked so hard for something. <laughs> um, but for sure. then I, I, I like got an email from this school, AMDA, and was like, oh, maybe I'll just like audition for them. Whatever. We'll see what happens. And mm-hmm. I got in. And I had at that point, I had already like signed up for orientation for Florida State University to like wow. mine the theater. Um, and I said to them, you know, I'm not coming anymore. I went to AMDA. I moved to New York. My parents were like, you're you're crazy, but I support you. I love you. (laughs) I believe in you. Um, yeah. And then I went to AMDA and once my fourth semester came around, um, we had a showcase and I was so lucky. Um, I booked an agent from that and just started working. So I did my first professional show in the fall of 2018. Oh my gosh. Um, and just did shows. Unbelievable. Originally. Um, right. Yeah. And then I was already, I was always auditioning for Broadway shows, um, but nothing ever, ever, you know, came about those auditions. Like great callbacks, great little work sessions. And I wasn't booking anything. So, yeah, when I got Sweeney Todd late last <laughs> year, that was just a huge moment for me. I remember, like, getting the call from my manager and literally, like, falling to my knees. Oh. <laughs> because it was just such a beautiful moment. Right. Um, and really, honestly, just, like, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to book the role that I got. Yeah. That was, did you... Did you audition for Joanna? Like, how did the audition process work? Yeah. Um, so I I had been asking my reps for a self-tape for a long time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I saw, I saw, you know, all the promo um, photos yeah. that were coming out, I think, like, or like last spring. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, I wasn't super familiar with Sweeney Todd as a musical. Like, I knew... That it was about a guy who was a barber and, you know, this woman made mm-hmm. guys out of people. Um, like I had watched the movie, but I wasn't really familiar with the musical, but yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to audition. And I was like, I'm really interested in this Joanna part. I love her song. Um, but, you know, I kept getting the response from my reps. Like, now I think that they've already like booked that role. Like I'll see what I can do for you. Wow. Um, and I had kept, kind of like pushing for it um and then out of nowhere in october no in early november Uh early november i got of last year i got a self-tape request oh my god for her sent in a self-tape on wednesday 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply got a call that they wanted to see me for a movement call and then for singing that Friday and then the following Tuesday. And that was like the Tuesday and the Friday before Thanksgiving. So, Oh my gosh. So I had already booked my flight back home. Um, so I had to change all my flight stuff because I was like, I'm not missing this. Right. Went to my movement call on Friday, sang on Tuesday, went home for Thanksgiving. And then I went to Sonoma, California to do a holiday show and oh that's where that, that following Wednesday after Thanksgiving is when I got the call. Um, <laughs> oh my God. So it all happened so fast. It's a whirlwind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. But that's so freaking cool. I want to talk to you because like I, now I don't want to say, cause I don't know if it's a hundred percent true that you're like the first performer to play Joanna of Cuban descent, but it's not true. I do know that like, it's not a role that like is traditionally played by, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like the history is just white people playing the role, yeah. especially in this show. So I'm curious, like, what did that kind of mean to you to just like be in the lead and kind of represent you know, the Cuban community and, and yeah. all of that. It feels amazing. Like it, it felt almost unattainable at us at, at times just because, yeah. you know, it, it is, you know, historically played by um, like white women. <laughs> right. um, so I wasn't really expecting much. Um, mm-hmm. So now like when I, when I booked the role, and I was like, wow, I can like bring all of me to this. Like, and, and it's also a beautiful thing too, of like most of the shows that I've done regionally have been about the Latine experience, like in the Heights, Evita, yes. um, and in the tropics. On so your feet. Yeah. Yeah. On your yes. feet. So it's always been, you know, me presenting myself as a Latina woman, which I'm so proud of. And I love that about myself. Um, there's something really special about just being able to play a person. Right. Um, that there's no like stereotypes tied down to her. Um, hopefully anymore, you know, with 
with me playing her. Um, and there's like, yeah, she's just a person. So it felt like I was like breaking a glass ceiling for myself totally. and, and also for other like Latino girls who want to, you know, pursue their career as sopranos. Cause there's not a lot of legit soprano oh my God. roles for Latino women. Right. Um, and so I think that this is hopefully, you know, given a lot of, um, you know, a lot Opens of fire. New doors. Yeah, yeah, for a sure. Lot of fire for, for like little Latino girls just to be like, yeah, I can do that too. Like yes. I, I can be that role. Um, so I'm just Absolutely. really grateful for the opportunity. Oh my God. And you uh, get to lead the way. You get to be the face of that. You get to be the groundbreaker. Um, it's so cool. I have to yeah. say with just mentioning legit soprano and everything, I am obsessed with your voice. Um, I, I just, it's mind boggling, like just being in the theater and listening to that voice live. It's just so powerful. so strong. It's unbelievable. Did you train in opera? Like what was your training to, to kind of get there? Yeah, um, I I had trained classically um, okay. in college, and also I sang some classical music when I was in high school with my voice teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always kind of like where my voice liked to sit. Yeah. Um, oh like when gift. I was in high school, I played I played a lot of like soprano roles. Like I was Mary Poppins in our yeah. in our you know, spring show, um, like. Cassette. I picked. I played cassette when I was like twelve. Um, yes, as you should. <laughs> yeah. So it has always been where my voice loved to sit. But I think that, um, yeah. When when I when I started doing shows, like Avita is so operatic, so I was able to like mm. show off my my soprano range there. But once I started doing On Your Feet and like In the Heights, I kind of got in this in this box of like, okay. She can only belt. I'm going to only send her out for things that belt. So Mm. being able to sing legit soprano again is really, really nice. And like, just really like yummy and delicious for my my body and my voice. (laughs) I'm saying that belting is not, but like, there's just something like my voice teacher is like, it's like putting on a really nice fitting coat. Yeah, no, Mm. for sure. And now, I mean, like this, it's not very um, like, it's not common that revivals do like a cast recording. So the fact that you are getting this opportunity to, you know, have your voice heard as a legit soprano worldwide, um, it's got to be so cool. What was yeah. that feeling like? <laughs> it was me like goosebumps just thinking about, you know, there was a moment I was in the shower and I have this, I have this like playlist that, I'll, that I've made for myself called Sing. Yes. Um, you know, I love All know, performers have that, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we I have, have concerts for ourselves. Yes, always. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope my neighbors are not like super mad at me. So I was just on shuffle singing and then Greenfinch came on and I was like, wait a second. This is so crazy because like at one point and right now I'm singing with Sarah Rice and in a couple of months, like young girls – and, and anybody will be singing with me. Right. That was really mind-blowing. Yeah. It's really, insane. Really mind-blowing. 
It's so cool. So what was that recording process like? Because I know like there's tons of stuff going on, especially when you open a new show. So to add that element, what what did you guys have to record on your day off? Like what talk, talk to me about it. Yeah, so it was it was wild. Um <laughs> so me and Jordan Fisher, we had a session together like the same day. Mm-hmm. I was there earlier to record all of my solo stuff. Um so we did our recording on Friday before a show um so i think i was there at nine o'clock in the morning no and i recorded green finch at like 9 45 in the morning (laughs) it was so i was up i was up so early warming up voice um oh my god trying to get myself awake (laughs) you know just go did you go to bed like was there a point (laughs) I know. Thank God. Thank God Thursdays are an earlier show. Oh, I had a little bit more time to rest. Yeah. Also, like the anticipation. I was like, oh my God. Right. Go to sleep, Maria. Um, But it was great. I was there from like nine to five. Um, And then I went to the theater, did did the show. And it was just like it it happened so fast. And we, Mm -hmm. you know, we recorded everything. So it was like, one day and then that was it and and now wow. Alex Lattimore, our music supervisor has just created like from the tracks that King. have been released just just gorgeous gorgeous tracks like the mixing yeah. is so beautiful so I'm just really excited for yeah. the rest of the album to come out oh my god the four that's out like right now have just been on repeat you know just obsessed with all of them it's that music so is just good. so good yeah Wait, how about like I don't know. Like, it's got to be something special. It, just to do a Sondheim piece in general has to be something truly special. But just the fact of, like, with him passing and everything and kind of honoring him and mm-hmm. keeping his legacy alive, like, what has that been like? And what has it been like to attack this Sondheim? I mean, this his work is not easy to perform. It's not. Oh, man, <laughs> it is not easy. But it is such an honor. Like, mm. Being able to sing like "Kiss Me," one of Sondheim's yeah. most beloved like patter songs, right? Is oh man, it, it's it's really an honor and like a blessing um, to be able to do that. It's such a beast of a song and so intricate, so like it, it's so specific that it was really challenging to learn. And I remember getting my my self tape request for it. And yeah. I wasn't familiar with Kiss Me because that song's not in the movie. Sure. Um, with Johnny Depp. And <laughs> and I and I listened to that punk track and I was like, whoa, what is going on really fast? How am I going to learn this? And then once I learned it, I was like, oh, this is fun. I love this because my mind, I'm, I'm a Gemini. So like I'm mm. always going from one place to another in my mind. Like so many thoughts all the time. So like I get her. I get yes. her. I love it. It's going from one place to another. I get you, Joanna. <laughs> let's let's see how we're gonna do this. Um, right. Yeah, like singing song. I've, I've always loved Sondheim so much. Yeah. I, I remember the first time I listened to, well, West Side Story, mm. like one of the I think one of the most perfect musicals ever. Literally. <laughs> um, those lyrics and like in in college, I. I did a song from his first solo musical he ever wrote that he doesn't really, he never really talked about because it didn't do so well Saturday night. Um, And so I just like went on a deep dive about him and and it was so heartbreaking when he passed. And Mm. 
-hmm. you know, in the beginning of this process, there were definitely moments where I was like, ah, if only he were here so that we could ask him the questions that that we want to know about like certain lines and songs, Mm. you know, that are so specific, but there's nothing else in the script that talks about this line. Um, And it's just beautiful that we get to honor his spirit every Mm. night. Yeah. And you guys do it so well. I mean, this music, I, I've never heard. Like, I've seen a couple of productions of, like, Sweeney Todd. Not mm-hmm. live, but, like, recordings and everything. But, like, the the way that you guys are able to do it, and maybe it's just being in a theater and hearing it live, is just you totally capture everything. Like, I'm this production is so beautiful. I thought, I don't know, I don't want to start a whole controversy here, but I thought it was going to win Best Revival. <laughs> That's just my, that's just my thing. <laughs> I was just, I came on here and was very vocal about that, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, come on, like you have this freaking unbelievable cast, yeah. like, and you have this unbelievable work, like to talk to me about this cast, because like Josh Robin, Annalie Ashford, Gaten Matarazzo, you were playing opposite Jordan Fisher. Like talk to me about like what it's just been like to, to collaborate in a room and kind of have those people as scene partners and just like be able to watch and learn from them. Oh, wow. It, <laughs> it's like watching a masterclass every day, yeah. honestly. And, and these people are the kindest, most loving mm. people, like so humble and giving which is so amazing. Like to have Josh and Anna Lee be the kinds of people that they are just like so yeah. open and lovely has created this incredible environment everywhere else in the cast that we mm. all just like love each other so much. <laughs> um, but yeah. And like Ruthie, like watching, yes. watching them during rehearsal, watching their specificity, the way that they would like go into their mind and think of another way to do something or like, Oh, that, that might not have come across as funny. Like, how can I make, how can I make the comedic timing here better? Um, Mm. was just fascinating. And also something that I have taken with me in this process, especially during the rehearsals was like, it's okay to like fail. Yeah. You know, no matter who you are in this industry, if you're just starting or you're like a legend, like you're always going to have moments of like failure in rehearsal where you forget lines or like you don't quite know what this moment is so seeing that in real time with people that I really admire and have admired um was really just I don't know let me put my shoulders down it was like okay do the work and I can trust myself and if something happens something happens and that's beautiful because you find you find uh, you find what you need to do through the failure, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, like working opposite Jordan was incredible. He's, we got along so well mm-hmm. um, and we just connected really, really well too. Um, he was an amazing scene partner, so present. Yeah. So funny. Everyone is also just like really funny and goofy, which we need, <laughs> you know, yes. backstage. Oh my God. The show is a lot, so yes, definitely need to switch it up. (laughs) But we're always acting like fools. (laughs) Oh, totally. Isn't that something like like when – I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things that you don't know until you start performing on Broadway that it's like there is the professionalism, but then there there are times where like – it's okay to have fun and you're okay to like enjoy and you're reminded to play. Um, Like, yeah, did you kind of like – did? 
I don't know, was that kind of something that you came in kind of leading the way in or was that kind of something you adapted? I definitely adapted to it because that's my like, I'm like a goofy, silly person. Yeah. Just as myself. But there was a part of me that was like, oh, I got to I gotta keep myself professional. I have to, you know, calm myself down backstage. Right. I have to be like a normal person. So it was a lot of adapting to it and yeah. noticing that like, okay, people are being silly. That means I can be silly too. Yeah. And, you know, we'll be just like silly backstage. Sometimes we'll be silly on stage with each other. Right. And, you know, people can't see us. And that's really right. fun. And it makes it, it makes the show like just so exciting and and it's beautiful that yeah it's we're playing and like Anna Lee before um when she you know comes backstage after like the opening number and she's about to get ready for worst pie she's always like let's have a play and that's just let's have a play let's play around for three hours tell a beautiful story and then go home and sleep and do it all over again I'm obsessed I'm I'm obsessed with Emily Ashford she is so good on this show oh my god um (laughs) So I, I'm curious because we were just talking about Jordan Fisher. I'm like going in a million places, but um, we're, we're we're still kind of in that era. Um, we so I'm curious to you as someone who is performing and you have like a partner in the show and you have to play like opposite someone so much, like so much of your show is with Anthony. And so I'm curious to know like what that kind of transition was like, you know, you and Jordan kind of are like found your chemistry and like we're working together. And then Daniel Yearwood comes in. So I was curious, like, how were you able to, did you have the same like rehearsal time that you had with mm-hmm. Jordan? Like how, how did that all work in finding, you know, your guys's versions of Joanna yeah. and Anthony? Um, so we, we did not have as much rehearsal time. Like me right. and Jordan had four weeks. We had a whole month to mm. really dive into our characters and like discover kiss me and what that meant to us. Um, yeah. And like, all of our little scenes um, and just our dynamics. So with Daniel, I think I had, I had like one rehearsal with him. I had an intimacy session with him, with our amazing intimacy coordinator, Ann James. Um, And that was like an hour. And then we had a put in. (laughs) Oh my God. And that was it. And then, you know, the next Wednesday he was on. Um, So a lot of it has been discovering it in the moment yeah. Um, which is exciting and scary um, right. for both of us, you know, but Daniel is just like, there couldn't have been a better person um, mm-hmm. to come in. He is really so open and so ready yeah. to just like play and really a present scene partner. Like he's always checking in with me that things are cool. Oh. Um, he's always making sure that he, that we like touch hands before the show even starts and just like, tell each other like where we are in our day, what we're feeling, how we are. Um, So, and, and, and we've started building a relationship like as friends, like outside of the show too. So that really helps us just build even more on our characters, but yeah, it's just been discovering it in the moment, but I kind of love that because it helps me and my character like be even more present because I'm constantly, you know, like, my eye is always on Daniel and whatever he does, you know, I'm going to do, Yeah, I'm just going to do whatever I feel is right from what he's giving me. So it's changed my show in little ways oh. that I didn't realize it could have. So that's really fun. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. It's been. Great. I love it. Yeah, no, it's totally. He, I mean, he's a pro, so I'm no, no. not surprised that you know this isn't his first rodeo. So I'm not surprised that it, it was pretty seamless, and uh, you know, it's worked out. So that's yeah. that's great. Um, I'm curious to know. I mean there's so many things happening you made your broadway debut in, in one of the coolest shows ever um and now like you were able to perform at the tony awards like can we talk about it like yeah. what the heck was that like that like, would be so cool crazy. right it was crazy if i'm like still processing that that even happens and i'll probably be processing it for forever yeah because it was just like a surreal moment in my life. And that day was just like crazy. Right. Um, it was insane. Like we were there for the dress rehearsal at 10 a.m. We did our show at two. And then we were like back there at like 930. No. So it was a long day of just like adrenaline and and just excitement. Um, but it was just like so beautiful. It was so fun. Like on our bus on the way to the Tonys, we were all like watching it, streaming it on our phones. Oh. And we were like having the most beautiful, like just like theater kid moments, like screaming for the people who won. Oh. And like just admiring what everyone was wearing and all the performances. Right? So it was, it was just like so fun. It was so much fun and it happens so fast. Like yeah. we were in the tent getting ready to go on stage we were on stage and then we were back in the bus and it was like, oh my God, how was that like five minutes? Right. It just happened. I don't even, I, I don't even know what I just did on stage. What, what right. was that? Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, how are you like taking all of this in and not just like the Tony Awards, but just like every moment, like there's so much happening all at yeah. once. Um, one, so Nick, Nicholas Christopher, our Pirelli, also yes. our Sweeney standby. One thing he told me, he's, Love him so much. Love him dearly. Um, oh. One thing he told me, like, right before we started previews and before opening and before the Tonys, he was like, take a mental picture. That's what I did. I mm. remember the first time when I made my debut. I think he made his debut in Motown. Um, like, I, I took mental pictures, and they stay with me forever. And, and I was like, yeah, wow. And so I took one of those, and the one at the Tonys was, like, just – the screen lifting and just seeing everybody in the audience and just oh, yeah. that like outpour of like energy and love from all of them. Um, so yeah, mental pictures is what I've been just like. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
holding. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. It also had to be cool just to like, I mean, you played Nina in In the Heights, so it had to be cool just to be like In the Heights. Have you been up there before? I actually live in the Heights. Oh my God. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's so cool. Oh my God. I'm obsessed. So it wasn't a like journey for you because you're no, already there. It was like, you know, if, 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 um, if we didn't have to take the bus over, it would have been just like a 15 minute walk from where I am. Oh my God. That's crazy. And it's, it's insane because look, I've lived in the Heights for five years and not once have I stepped into the United Palace. Not once. Oh, really? So now I'm like, wow, I want to take advantage of all of the amazing, like the, the movies that are shown there, all the amazing yeah. movies that happen there. Cause it is a stunning theater. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Stunning. I love it. I, although everyone was saying that it was really hot there. It Did was you feel so that? Hot. Really? It was so hot. Like the moment we went into the theater on stage, I think all of us immediately started sweating. It, it had to be, Stop. it had to be over 80 degrees inside. Oh my God. We were all like, Oh man, I feel so bad for everybody in there. Like gorgeous coacher gowns, just right. sweating. Yeah, that seems to be like the talk of Broadway still, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was uh, hot. <laughs> yeah, brutal. It, it really, like, I don't know. Hey, at least you're you're staying moist. I know. It's not drying you out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can't complain too much. Um, well, that's amazing. Let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's been some incredible people that you've performed in front of, not only at the Tony Awards, which had to be insane and craziness all at the same time, but I mean, like, Bernadette Peters is coming to your show, and, like, all of these, like, icons. Like, who has been um, someone that you've just, like, fangirled over coming to see the show? And Ooh. and follow-up question, who is someone that hasn't seen the show that you're dying to see the show. Ah, okay. Um, so I 100% fangirled over Bernadette Peters. When they told us over Who the is? speakers that she was no. in the house, I was like, oh my God, I need to get ready so fast. And I was like, <laughs> um, and went down in an instant because I was like, I need to meet her. Um, yeah. And she was so lovely. And then another person who like I have admired, like I remember my mom playing um, one of her first albums in the car when I was so young and just like falling in love with her. Sarah Bareilles came. Oh, obsessed. And like, <laughs> she was so kind and like down to earth. And like, we just had like a normal conversation together. And I had to, of course, tell her like, I love you so much. And your music has just like gotten yeah. me so much. And she was like, so just like grateful for what I was telling her. And then I, you know, I met her fiance, Joe tips, who was also yeah. lovely. So both of them spectacular people. Um, the so most genuine them. person, like literally so genuine. Yeah. Like I was like, do you know who you are? I don't think you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, yeah I'm just like a human. Like I sing yeah. beautiful music and I write beautiful music, but like, I'm just here, you know, living yes. a beautiful life. Oh, um, God. Sarah Paulson came to see the show. I was too nervous to say hi. Stop. I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous. I'm like, I am too. These kinds of people, I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to seem like weird or awkward. <laughs> um, and who else? Who else came to see our show? Uh, it was a night that I was out, but Julianne no. came to see the show. Oh my god, um, queen, queen, I love it, queen. So just knowing That's that she so saw the funny. show was really special. Who hasn't seen a show that I would? Well, the first person that comes to my mind, like Lady Gaga, Stephanie. What? 
Look, Lady Gaga came to see no, the show. If she came to, oh, oh, she, okay. if she came, oh, she. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like that would have been all over Broadway I would world. Die. Um, <laughs> yeah. If she came to see the show, I think, I think I would start crying. She's like Stop. my ultimate. Um. I yeah, I would that. say that she's really huge for me. Um, I feel like it works because, like, with the meat pies and the meat dress, yes. you know, like. <laughs> It 100% does. It's up her alley. It's totally on brand. So maybe, maybe, you know, when one of these days she'll come over to Fleet Street. Amazing. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Was there anyone else that you wanted to, like, call out? Because I feel like I cut you off. Um, Lady Gaga. Brendan Urie. Like, I love Panic! at the Disco. Brendan Urie, love him. Also, oh Haley Williams from Paramore. Oh, Yes. All of these singers. All I, these I was just going to say, you're big music. You, you like the music. I love it. Yeah, I'm, yes, I'm very music driven. <laughs> as soon as I start my day, boop, Spotify. Um, who else? Oh my God, Bette Midler. Bette Midler would be oh, super cool. Queen. Um, Sean Hayes came to see us and that was really cool. Oh, I love Sean Hayes. Yeah, those are, those are some of the top people that I would definitely fangirl and would love for them to come see our show. I'm obsessed. It's so funny that you mentioned Julie Andrews came to see the show because there was a memory that came up on my phone just yesterday that like seven years ago or something, Julie Andrews and I were at the La Fontaine Theater wow. and I have a picture with her and I was like, because I was at ne- Finding Neverland at the lunch. Uh-huh. And so I was like, she came backstage and we have a picture of our stage. I was like, oh my God, that was so cool. Like, I, little me had no idea who she was, but now I'm like, oh my God, what? That is so special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mommy, so I was I'm like, like that's so brain that manifesting that one day I'll perform for her. Right. Oh my God. No, <laughs> Queen. Literally bow down. Um, you and then you mentioned Sean Hayes. So I'm curious. Like you know, Sweeney Todd has a very unique schedule that mm-hmm. not many shows have. Actually, like no shows have. Um, where you're off like Monday and Tuesday, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So ha- have you been able to see any sh- uh, shows like during that time? Yes, more shows than I have been able to see in like Stop. three years since Broadway re- reopened. Um, oh, we're we're so lucky, you know. Sometimes we get ticket offers um, from sure. the show, so and and then I'll just be like go see shows that I want to go see. But um, I've seen so much, and that's Do you like, have a fave? That's my fave. Oh, I loved Kimberly Akimbo. Real, yeah. I loved Kimberly Akimbo. I thought it was so much fun. Like. I walked out of that theater feeling inspired. Um, and just like, it was such a beautiful story. I really loved Kimberly Akimbo. I really loved Goodnight Oscar with Sean. Yeah. That was, I haven't seen it. I'm dying. It was beautiful. Um, yeah. His performance was magnificent. Um, and just like his piano playing. Yeah. Was, That's... It was intense. I was like, man, <laughs> I cannot believe you do that eight times a week. That is incredible yeah he was saying because i was at the tony awards and mm-hmm. yeah we had the, we were at the press room so like we were in a different location and he was saying that he like had to do like acupuncture like every day in his hands or something he had to do accutane or something that he had to do in his hands so that he could play eight times a week wow wow yeah, it's craziness but well, he's so like, like playing and you know rhapsody in blue is not an easy piece of you know music um, right. I know there's like that picture that he posted on Instagram of him icing his hands. Yeah. Before and after the show. 
right? It's just the thing unbelievable. Is that, the thing is that, like, like Broadway is so it's so physical. Yeah, <laughs> it's so physical, and it's just amazing what we put our bodies through for the sake of of storytelling and for the love mm. of storytelling and the pieces that we're doing. Um, Absolutely. Especially it's, like it's really beautiful. Yeah, like I feel like someone like Sean Hayes. I mean, Sean Hayes is a very well-known person where he could just be like, you know, maybe I'll just like pretend to play and yeah. someone else can play it in the orchestra. But like, you know, like Broadway has by far and away, in my opinion, the most dedicated performers and actors, you yeah. know, it, it, by far. Um, it's it's really fun to see. But like, that's what makes it so special, you know, yeah, and to sure. watch it live. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better. Um I'm curious to ask you back to Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. If you weren't playing Joanna, do you have like someone that you would just like love to play? No gen, like throw away the gender, no throw gender? away the age, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like throw it all away. Just like who, what character in the show do you just like would love to play for? Like, <laughs> I think I'd love to play Toby. <laughs> Period. Oh my god. I, I'm here for it. So I Gay- I'd love to play Toby or even Anthony, honestly. Like Yeah. I love I love their songs. Oh my god. Real. Able to sing their songs. It's so beautiful. I wanna hear you sing Joanna. Oh my god. Oh. Stop. Maybe like I'll like in a cabaret, I'll do a female cue. Can we Joanna. please? That's Can we actually please? a really great idea. Oh my god, I want it I want it so I bad. I always it wanted to do like a cabaret of like because I always think like men in musical theater have incredible songs, like incredible mm. want songs. Yeah, I'm not saying that women don't, but a lot of the times the men have those really big want songs that aren't particularly about love interests. Joanna is, but whatever. Right. Um, but I was like, <laughs> oh, I would love to do a cabaret of just like gender bending a bunch of musical, like musical theater songs. I love so. Oh my god. Girl, I got you. We'll do it. And yes. while I'm around too. That one would 100. Oh, yes, Gaten's doing that. Gaten's version of that is just so stunning. It it's, is so beautiful. He's so good. It's so beautiful. I the first time that I saw it during rehearsals, just sobbing. Yeah, and it, it was with him and Anna Lee. Like it's like the cutest thing it's of them so on stage sweet. together. Yeah, it's for sweet, sure. Heartbreaking and beautiful. Yeah, um, I love it. Um, I have one last question for you, or yeah. in, if you can shout anything out, if you if you want, uh, if you, you want to like talk about something that we haven't. Um, but I'm curious to know, like, my favorite thing about to ask is like, give me like a backstage story that you you love. You know, like, what do you have like a pre-show ritual? Do you have any of these things that, um, you know, maybe we don't see as audience members? Yeah. um, One of the first pre-show rituals I can think of is like when um, all of us are on the lift to like for the opening number. Um, Right before we come up, it's become this thing that I always say, like, I love you. I love you guys. Um, to everyone on the lift and now it's like become such a thing that people like look like daniel torres will look at me like waiting for me to say it it's like i can't do my show without you saying that um (laughs) me alicia um and felix two of our amazing ensemble members and felix also covers both um toby and anthony in the show so there's the three tenors moment and the end of it is like, um, 
sink it through the da 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 of hypocrites. And for some reason, in my mind, it became shrimp and grits. And we've just <laughs> created this like weird shrimp moment with the three of us. Amazing. <laughs> we become shrimp with our hands. And I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And like That's when amazing. I come off, I, I, you know, I run down the stairs disguised as a boy because Sweeney's like trying to kill me. And I come off yeah. stage and I'm like, I survived. Like, I'm like, I don't know. And it's always just to John Rapson, the Beatle. Oh my God. And I love. Um, Stop it. And he, oh, another thing that I love and nobody, I'm, I'm sure maybe like maybe one person in the audience can see me, but for uh-huh. the men of part two, um, I, I have to climb the tower all the way up. Um, uh-huh. And it's like not completely dark on stage because you know Anthony is singing the beginning of the song so I'm sure. literally in a cloak like the Grim Reaper what? <laughs> and I, I walk onto stage in my cloak and I climb up in my cloak I take it off and then I put it back on and climb down and scurry off like a little gremlin um, oh my god <laughs> and I, I had no idea it. yeah it's 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 one of my favorite moments because it's just like so funny to me that I'm on a Broadway stage. <laughs> yeah. Like hiding myself. It, it, I love it. I love it. Right. Oh my God. Only Broadway. Only, Only the Broadway. Broadway. That's, that's <laughs> magic. That's the Broadway it is. magic. It's it it the Broadway yeah, magic. Know, there's so much that happens backstage. Like we are truly such fools. I love um, it. And if only the audience knew. You know, it's just very funny. Real, yeah. How about those stairs at the La Fontaine? Are you on like the fifth floor dressing room? I don't know. I am not. Oh my God. I am on technically, yeah, I'm on the second floor. So stairs. Oh, she's fancy. She's principal. (laughs) It's really really nice. Like our PT room is all the way up on the sixth floor. Oh, the green, yeah. Yeah, man. So it is. And a lot of my track is like, like when I'm, so I play the young wife, like in that moment during poor thing on the bridge and I have to do a quick change into Joanna. So I'm literally like running down the stairs into the basement, up the stairs. Yeah. That's a crossover. (laughs) Brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, it, if you didn't need PT before going to PT, you'll need it walking the six flights. Of yes, yes. <laughs> and there's like that, like that strange, like bouncy stuff that's on the stairs. The black, spiky, like tall yeah. thing. I don't know. It's like, so weird. I don't think that this just makes it harder. <laughs> they definitely make the stairs steeper. Yes. But um, yeah. I don't. I, they say it's supposed to like help your back or it's like a cushion. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know if I believe it. I don't know. There's just a lot of well, Whatever you need to tell yourselves. <laughs> I love it. Um, one last question before I let you go. Uh, because I I never staged door, and Sweeney Todd was one of the only shows that I've staged doored in seven years. I don't know. Um, yeah, because I was just like, I just want to see. It's madness. Like, it is. It's craziness. And it's like 
down like half of the block as much as they can until there's yeah. a restaurant. Um, so I'm curious to ask you, like that stage door moment, what, does that ever get older? And do you have like a favorite memory? Like what, what is that like for you? Um, it never gets old. Sometimes it does get a little overwhelming. Like if you've had a really mm. long day and you're like, oh, I just need to go home. So there are definitely nights where I listen to myself and I'm like, oh, I got to just go home, Maria. But yeah. I love it. I really, That's really love it. It's really special being able to connect with people who have seen the show. And then yeah. just like thinking back on myself, like I'm a, I'm a stage door girl. Like yeah. I, every time that I would go to a show, immediately stage door. I'm like, I want to I wanna cry in front of the actors and tell them how much I appreciate them. Um, yes. So I see myself a lot in a lot of these like, Young people who come see this show, which is also an amazing thing that like people like Jordan Fisher and Gaten Matarazzo have mm. really, I think, I think that the, the crowd that, you know, watches them in shows has come to see our show. And it's like introducing Sweeney Todd to Gen Z. Yeah. So that's absolutely really, really cool that they're like right. starting to discover Sondheim. Yeah. <laughs> but I think one of my favorite moments from the stage door well, there was this adorable child. He, I don't know how old he was. He was very young, but obviously a big Sweeney fan. He made, I guess his mom helped to make this shirt with Stop. all of our headshots on it. That's what? like Sweeney Todd and like we would sign on our faces. And it was oh. so sweet. Yeah. Um, and then this, so cool. the, this, this young, this young woman was like, it's so, it's so amazing to see like a Latina play this role. Like you really, like I'm a soprano and I'm a Latina too. And like, this just gives me hope that like I can do this too. And so that was just really beautiful. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. The stage door life-changing reminds it's, us why we put us through the, the, the eight shows a week. Yeah. It's, um, really, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Maria, this has been an absolute dream. Yes. And, and this, you, oh my God, like reminiscing about the La Fontaine, all the things, talking about Sweeney Todd. Are you kidding me? Uh, I haven't done it on this podcast yet. So uh, thanks for doing that. And thanks for wowing me. Oh my God. No, thank you. You have so much to take about for. I cannot wait to see what's like to come because you know this is just the beginning of yeah. a very wonderful career. And I just can't wait to cheer you on through it all. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. It was so fun talking with you. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Take a bow, Maria Bilbao. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. Take a bow, Maria Bilbao. Look at that rhyme. Oh my God. Um, anyways, sorry guys. Uh, I absolutely loved talking to Maria, okay? You all know how much I'm obsessed with this revival of Sweeney Todd. I've talked about it on here several times. And, you know, to be able to geek out with it about, uh, about the show with someone who is in the cast and in the show right now was such a blast. And hopefully you all enjoyed it as much as I did, uh, because I really did enjoy my time uh, talking to Maria today. And the fact that we kind of, I'm curious to see how you all respond to the sense of like really focusing on one show or, or something that's super relevant right now and uh, focusing on that particular piece is about and not the career itself but i mean we did talk about her career and it was cool to understand how you know as a latinx performer such as maria that uh, she she played roles such as nina and in the heights and gloria estefan really the roles that uh represented her community and then to kind of hear her talk about 
what it was like to or what it is like right now to play Joanna and and just like and just Joanna you know like she's not like she's just playing a human and she's playing a character and um I think the conversation that we that she shared with that was kind of really it was really interesting that she was just you know she's viewed as a person and she's not you know it doesn't have these stereotypes or these these references or anything like that and she can just play you know as a human and um i really thought that that was really great and the discussion that she was able to share with us was uh fascinating and uh kind of a new perspective on it all so uh shout out to maria you know everything that she did and then you know taking us through the tony awards and uh, uh, you know talking about her singing joanna like that would be so fun like all these wonderful things i i hope you not only uh enjoyed it but also learned something and were able to be inspired by this episode as always you know that's what we try to do here um and uh yeah just huge shout out to maria everyone needs to go see sweeney todd if you haven't seen sweeney todd yet get to it um there are lotteries there are rush i uh, i don't know if there's rush i take that back there are lotteries for sure um and then there's standing room tickets so um and of course it's the lent fontaine theater so there's not a bad seat in the house because it's the best theater on broadway um i stand by that i will i'm, I'm not even like trying to be biased right now um just because that's where finding neverland was but i will literally say that that is the best house on broadway i love it the only bad thing about it is that you have to go upstairs to go to the bathroom and not like downstairs or like at that level but all theater none of the theaters are like on the the orchestra level which is not accessible but anyways that's my rant and um yeah just maria is is so wonderful and we have so many great conversations coming to you very soon we have i i loving these perspectives that we're getting lately with this month in particular you know we had jerry mitchell on last week who uh does it all you know director choreographer producer performer literally does everything and is a titan of our industry and has been for for quite a, some time now. And now we had a performer and a newcomer performer, which is something even more unique. And um, you know, soon we're gonna get a writer of a, one of my favorite musicals of this season. Maybe called may rhyme with a very inappropriate word, um, but that's that's for another week um because we're getting that very soon and uh you know we have a broadway con where we're getting two perspectives in one episode so I, i'm loving everything that's going on so we have an exciting month as always and actually next week we will have a bonus episode at some point uh which i'm very excited to share that with you and it's with a producer friend of mine who produced trevor um, who's one of the producers on Trevor and is working on a new project with me. And we're so excited to to share about it. And it's going to be a little bonus episode. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And um, until then, I will see you all very soon. I'm going on a little cruise, a little vacation. For the first time, I'm going on a cruise and a vacation with just like my immediate family. Um, 
like just my mom, dad, and siblings. So we're very excited. And I'm going to come back super tan and super refreshed. And I can't wait to share that all with you. Um, until then, I hope that you all have a great week. I hope to see you all next week. Um, and I hope to see you all at BroadwayCon. Use code TAKEABOUTPOD for 5% off your BroadwayCon ticket. Um, any amount helps. You know, if you buy a three-day pass, I mean, that's like 20 bucks. So, uh you know, you could do a lot nowadays with 20 bucks. No, not really, but you could buy like a pack of gum, a couple packs at least. <laughs> Anyways, thank you all so much for listening. I'm rambling. I'm going to get you off. Uh, and I can't wait to see you all next week. Bye everyone. Have a great week. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kimberly Garris, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow are our fabulous editors, Jessica Warren, who edits the audio of the podcast that you just listened to, and Tessie Tokash, who edits the videos and visuals for this podcast. And how about a bow for our executive producer, Chris Griner? And our final bow are extra special to the patrons, Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners of PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe on the platform that you are currently listening to this on, or go check out our YouTube where you can watch the episode. You can also subscribe, like, and comment on there as well. If you're more into the regular social media and want to follow us, you can do that at Take About Podcast across all social media platforms. The music of this podcast was made by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon, and the logo was created by Giselle Bustos. And that wraps up this episode's Curtain Call. Thank you all again for listening to this week's episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.